Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, whatever part of the day you're in. I sure do appreciate y'all joining me, giving me a little bit of your time. Weather has turned off a little warmer here for a few days at least, so we're going to take one of our little walks that we take so often in the summer. Might be able to hear the fall in the back, the wind running through the trees. We've got quite a few that are dropping the leaves that they have left. So, a little bit late in the year, but wonderful sight and sound nonetheless. Don't have a whole lot. I know that this sounds simple. This will make some of y'all laugh. Sorry, I just stopped to watch our dog. I decided that the side of the road right here is a great place to scratch her back. She's not worth a whole lot. We're running this morning. Managed to stay with me for a little while without running off. Anyway, we got a seed catalog from, if you haven't ever heard of them, Baker Creek. They do a lot of heirloom seeds. And they send out a couple different catalogs each year. One's kind of the abridged version and one's uh, the unabridged, if you will. And so we got that. Looking forward to planting in the spring already. Seems more and more important these days. We're going to go back to Christmas. And we're going to go through the Christmas greeting to the nation from Franklin Roosevelt. This is 1934. I don't know if we're going to do these Christmas messages from now until... Christmas or not, but there's so many of them we we could, so we'll just see. We have a few other things. I actually was reminded by one of y'all recently about going back to John Dewey and talking about the education system today, so we may, may do one of those. December 24th, 1934. This is the second year that I have joined you on this happy occasion. Then, as now, with millions of others, we celebrate the happy observance of Christmas. The year toward which we looked then with anticipation and hope has passed. We have seen fulfilled many things that a year ago were only hopes. Our human life thus goes on from anticipation and hope to fulfillment. This year again, we are entitled to new hopes and new anticipations. For all those who can hear but not see this gathering, let me explain that here before us in the park in front of the White House is a monument of a man who will live forever as the embodiment of courage, Andrew Jackson. His was a long, long life in public service. Distinguished at all times by a chivalrous meeting of problems with difficult and difficulties that attended that service. A fast belief in the people and a profound love for them. 
His patriotism was unstained and unafraid. Carved into that monument is his expression of the necessity for union. That message grows in importance with the years. In these days, it means to me a union not only of the states, but a union of the hearts and minds of the people in all the states and their many interests and purposes, devoted with unity to the human welfare of our country. Just across the street is a house he occupied 100 years ago. The house the people of the country have built for the presidents. From its windows, I see this monument to this man of courage is an inspiration to me, as it should be to all Americans. And so let us make the spirit of Christmas of 1934 that of courage and unity. It is the way to greater happiness and well-being. That is, I believe, an important part of what the maker of Christmas would have meant. In this sense, the scriptures admonish us admonish us to be strong and of good courage, to fear not, to dwell together in unity. I wish you, one and all, here and everywhere, a very merry Christmas. Franklin D. Roosevelt, Christmas Greeting to the Nation, 1934, again. Be of good courage. And fear not. We, uh, there's a couple Bible verses that that reminds me of. And I can't pull either one of them now, but. Be strong and of good courage, if I'm remembering correctly. We'll see if I can find it real quick. Yeah, Joshua, one nine. Let me see. Pull it up in my handy dandy online Bible here. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not tremble or be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. The reason I wanted to find that is because when you tie that in to a couple things, this Christmas message from FDR is encouraging and condemning at the same time. You've got to remember that this is now about 13 years before the evil decision of separation of church and state rendered by the Supreme Court, which has absolutely nothing to do with our history, except the fact that they took a line, part of a line, out of Jefferson's letter to the Danbury Baptist preacher and twisted it to mean exactly the opposite of what it actually meant. So... When he talks here about this and uses maker of Christmas, obviously Jesus Christ, you can't have Christmas without Christ, and talks about the scriptures telling us to, God telling us to be of courage, good courage, and to fear not, for he's always with us. And then when you look at Andrew Jackson, who he 
set up here is such a great example to us of patriotism as a man of courage uh, who should be an inspiration to all of us talking about unity and Jackson's quote was that the Bible was the rock upon which this republic rested. And so all of this goes back, just these little comments, folks, but we don't, we don't know this history, but all of these little things tie in together to bring us back to God as a whole nation. When you look again, I, I've, for whatever reason, been using this quote quite frequently from Coolidge. Let me see if I can actually pull up this quote. Yeah, so the foundations of our society and our government rest so much on the teachings of the Bible that it would be difficult to support them if faith in these teachings would cease to be practically universal in our country. And so when you go back to this Christmas message from... 1934 by FDR, and he talks about unity, unity in the hearts and minds of the people in all the states, and their many interests and purposes devoted with unity to the human welfare of our country. Uh, talking about the union, why Lincoln and Grant were so desperate to save the union, all these things, they tie in folks just to show us again and again that you know, you, you can't have union in any organization if you don't maintain the foundation, the principles that began that union. You can change the union, you can make it something different, but you can't keep it and you can't maintain union. And so when you hear FDR talking about this, when he references again Joshua 1.9, talking about be of good courage and do not fear because I'm the Lord and I'm always the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Well, <laughs> you know, we can say whatever we want, but if we're going to reject God like we have, then, then he's not going to be with us wherever we go. And then, I just again and again, folks, you tie in these, these comments about the foundation of our country. So, I think we have enough time. I'm going to go ahead and run through another one, FDR's message from 1935. If I can find it, there we go. Once more, the most joyous of all days draws near, and again, it is my great privilege on this blessed eve of the Nativity to wish the American people everywhere a Merry Christmas. This is the third time that I have joined in these Christmas Eve festivities. We are gathered together in a typical American setting in the park here in front of the White House. Before me and around me is an American assemblage, men and women of all ages, youths and maidens, young children who know nothing about the cares of life, all jubilant with joyous expectation. The night is falling, and the spirit of other days, too, broods over the scene. 
Andrew Jackson looks down upon us from his prancing steed, and the four corners of the square in which we are gathered around are gaily lit Christmas trees guarded by the figures of intrepid leaders of the Revolutionary War. Von Steuben, the German. Cusco, the Pole. And Lafayette. And Rochambeau. Rochambeau? Oh, Lord, folks. From the shores of France. That's just a little interlude here, folks. That's a pretty good example. Uh, I know I murdered those names, but if you go and look this up yourselves and take the time, how many of you listening to this podcast, even those of y'all that have been listening now for a year and a half, know those names? Von Steuben, I think I've heard. Lafayette, I have. I know a little bit about him. But we know football players. We know the college players, you know, especially now since they're starting to be able to make money in college. We know uh, athletes of all different kinds in college and professional. We know movie stars, actors and actresses, singers. We know all these people. We know what their favorite foods are, what their favorite day of the week is. And I could go on. I mean, the list, we know movies and TV shows, lines from them. You can pull them up. Some of us books even, right? But we've forgotten these people, these heroes that actually formed our nation. There's a lot wrong there, whether we are willing to admit it or not. This is in keeping with the universal spirit of the festival we are festival we are celebrating. For we who stand here among our guardians out of the past and from far shores are, I suppose, as diverse in blood and origin as are the uncounted millions throughout the land to whom these words go out tonight. But all around the manger of the babe of Bethlehem, all nations and kindreds and tongues find unity. For the spirit of Christmas knows no race, no creed, no clime, no limitation of time or space. The Christmas spirit breathes an eternal message of peace and goodwill to all men. We pause, therefore, on this holy night and laying down the burdens and cares of life and casting aside the anxieties of the common day, rejoice that 1900 years ago, Herod heralded by angels, there came into the world one whose message was of peace, who gave to all mankind a new commandment of love. In that message of love and peace, we find the true meaning of Christmas. And so I greet you with the greeting of the angels on the first Christmas at Bethlehem, which resounding through centuries still rings out with its eternal message. Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill to men. We're a Christian nation, folks. We were born that way. Our history points back to it time and time again. No matter what anybody says today, the lie of separation of church and state that's been sold is simply that, a lie. We go back to God and Jesus Christ and our foundational principles. Have we always followed them? No, we haven't. You can throw things like slavery and a number of others down and say, here, we're not a Christian nation. That doesn't mean we're not a Christian nation, folks. It meant we didn't act like it for a while. 
And when you throw down slavery, you have to automatically throw down the people who ended slavery. And when you really want to get down to it, the majority of those were, as unpolitical as this is today, white, male, and most importantly, Christian, followers of Jesus Christ. And so when you look back at these messages, when we go through them over the next few weeks and other things, Remember that this is the core of our nation, the spirit of Christmas, the principles of Christ. You can't have Christmas without Jesus Christ, and you can't have America without the principles of Christ at the center of it. That doesn't mean you have to be a Christian in order to be an American. We talk about this so frequently, but because I know I'm going to get some comments about it, but you absolutely cannot have the American Republic without the principles of Jesus Christ. One whose message, as FDR said, was of peace, who gave to all mankind the commandment of love. As we get closer to celebration of the birth of Christ, whether it really happened in December or October or some other time is inconsequential. The point is the eternal message, again, as FDR said here in 1935, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill to men. I hope that y'all have a wonderful rest of whatever is left of your day. I hope that each of these podcasts gives you a little bit more information, truth, so that you can better teach those you're responsible for if you're a mother or father of children or a grandparent, that you can strengthen the faith of those around you both primarily, I would hope, in God and Jesus Christ, and behind that, in the fact that America was born a Christian nation, as President Wilson said. And we'll keep doing them, folks, and we'll keep talking about it. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon. Looking forward to it.